What's up everybody and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we're going to do a bit of a combo, a bit of a combo today, considering that it is late in the day, but you still have a lot to cover. You know, we had the MLB draft kickoff yesterday. We had the home run derby literally just finish a few minutes ago. So I will give you guys a twofer today. How about that? We'll get a twofer. So we'll start with the draft because I'm sure by the time you guys are, are listening to this, you know, you want to hear about the home run derby. But we'll start with the draft. Number one overall was Henry Davis. This was a bit of a surprise to some people. The catcher out of Louisville, you know, we knew the Pirates are going to take a position player, but we didn't know which one. A lot of people thought they were going to take Marcelo Meyer. But they instead went with, you know, Marcelo Meyer is a, a high school shortstop. They instead went with a college position player, the best college position player available. That's Henry Davis. This kid has a rocket arm, 70 to 80 on the on the 80 scale, like which is obviously top of the line. And he can really hit for power. He's actually considered maybe even the best bat in college, potentially. So it's not like it was a, a, a big shock. I mean, it was a shock, but a few mock drafts had this kid in the top, top three anyway. But the fact that he went number one overall, usually when you see something like this, it's just because... The Pirates are probably trying to save some money. That's why what they're doing. They're like, okay, if we can sign the number one pick to below slot value, that money that we save at the number one slot, we can use it to sign someone else in the later round above slot. That's just, that's just how it goes. That's how it goes. The way the draft works, what I recommend you guys do, if you're not too used to it, is when, when the dust settles, when the draft is complete and everyone signs, resort that list based on signing bonus from top to bottom that's when you're actually going to see who who really should have went where because you'll get someone like for example yesterday kumar rocker he went number 10 overall but he's not really that doesn't mean he's he was the 10th best player in the draft he actually ended up it was reported just today he, was, he, he agreed to a signing bonus of six million dollars which is somewhere between a slot money for fifth and sixth pick so the signing bonus is really what indicates um you know how high guys were on the list but some teams for budgetary concerns or whatever they're like okay we don't we don't want to pay that much right now we want to save that money for a later round and get value elsewhere so there are a lot of things that go into it um you know a lot of people and generally in baseball you do draft you want to draft the best player available generally because obviously these guys aren't going to be in the big leagues next year unless you know th those rare instances where some some of them do uh, so you generally want to draft the best player available, but there are some other factors in the play, like what I just mentioned with with the Pirates getting Henry Davis. They didn't take the best player available. They took you know someone who they wanted, you know a, a college position player, but you know you can see them probably going to go spend some money later. So we talked about number one. Well, where did well let's talk about number two, okay? Jack Leiter. He was a right-handed pitcher from Vanderbilt. A lot of people had him maybe going number four to the Red Sox. No, he went two off the board. This one kind of surprised me. The Rangers took him number two. And, um, you know, this is a big name. He's a son of a two-time all-star lefty, Al Leiter. And he was he was spectacular for Vanderbilt. Uh, I mean, he tied for the NCAA Division I lead in strikeouts. He has a special fastball. He throws 92 to 97, but it really, it's, it's a hard fastball with life. And... He has a plus curveball. That's actually his best pitch right there. So he should get to the Rangers pretty quickly, honestly. Then number three, Jackson Job. It was a right-handed pitcher out of high school. High school righty. You know, that's third overall pick. High school righties don't usually go this high in the draft. 
but they took him. Um, a lot of people thought Tigers were going to take one of the shortstops. And then number four, Marcelo Meyer, the high school shortstop, fell to the Red Sox here. And you know, a lot of people see a lot of Corey Seager in him. Offensively, Brandon Crawford defensively. That's obviously a really good player for the Red Sox. Obviously, Marcelo Meyer, when you draft a high school shortstop, you don't know if he's going to stick at shortstop. They have Xander Bogart, so you don't draft for need. I mean, this kid is probably four years away from the major leagues, and who knows if Xander Bogart is even going to be there in four years' time. Or who knows if Marcelo Meyer is going to be a shortstop in four years' time. You just take this kid and you let him. I mean, the bat is going to dictate, you know, his most of his value. I mean, honestly, even though he's a shortstop. But, I mean, yeah, this, this kid is legit. I mean, I was watching some videos. A big kid still has a lot of room to grow into his frame. And, yeah, he's got some... Got some good tools. Got some. Tools. He can really hit. That's the main thing. So going through, I mean, and then the number five, Colton Kowser, outfielder from Sam Houston. Those are the top five picks. I mentioned Kumar Rocker at 10. Okay, I'll just go through the top 10. Number six, the D-backs took Jordan Lawler, shortstop at high school. Number seven, the Royals took Frank Mazzucato, left-handed high school pitcher. Number eight, the Rockies took Benny Montgomery, a high school outfielder. Number nine, the Angels took Sam Backman, college righty. Very good one. I, I, I like this kid a lot. And uh, this is someone who could definitely get to the big leagues very quickly as a reliever. Top of the scale fastball, you get triple digits and a slider too. And then Kumar Rocker, number 10. So that's your top 10. I mean, it's it's a pretty good draft, obviously. you know, Pretty good draft overall. Um, there's more. There's more coming. I mean, even today there was a second round. But I wanted to give you guys top 10 because I know that not everyone really pays attention to the MLB draft. But, you know, some of us do. And, and it's good to know these names. I mean, you're going to see these guys in the major leagues in the coming years. These are the, this is the future of the game. It's the future of the game. So always good to see. Let's jump over to the Home Run Derby, which just concluded. So Mr. Pete Alonzo just won it. Pete Repeat. I'm going to title this episode Pete Repeat. At least it's going to be part of the title. And, yeah, this dude made it look so easy. He made it look so easy. It was him versus Trey Mancini in the final, and it was it, it was something else. <laughs> this dude could not, could not miss. And the way he ended it there, what was it, like six consecutive home runs on six straight swings or something. It was like not even close. Like, And Trey Mancini put up good numbers, but Pete Alonso's in a league of his own. It's like vast majority. I don't know what his – I look, go back and look at the, the numbers, what his home run rate was, but it was most swings left the yard for Pete Alonso. And he was just in a groove, and no one could stop him. He looked just as good as he did in 2019, the last time we had a derby, if not better. Yeah, and yeah, it's funny because Pete Alonso, so he won a million. He just won a million dollars for winning the Derby. The second time he's won a million dollars. That's more than he makes in his salary. So this dude is, his side hustle is winning home run derbies. He's making more money in home run derbies than he does in his real, his real job, which is funny. Obviously, that's not gonna last long because he's gonna get you know fat contract and arbitration, and he deserves it. But at least while he's on this rookie deal, it is funny to know that. He's making more from the home run derby than he is from his salary. So the all-star uh, start starting lineup has been announced. So Shohei Otani is going to lead off and he's going to start on the mound. So obviously Major League Baseball wants to put Shohei Otani in the spotlight. Uh, and then uh, Max Scherzer will be the starting pitcher for the National League. We'll dig into that tomorrow. More about like, the, you know, the 
all-star game and, and the lineups and what to expect. But yeah, Otani's going to be in the spotlight. And this is really smart on Major League Baseball's part. You know, you, you put this guy, you take advantage of it. You know, he's leading the Major Leagues in home runs. Everyone wants to see him. So, okay, we'll, we'll lead him off so he can get, you know, as many ABs as possible. Let him start on the mound so people can watch him pitch. And then when he comes out of the, out of pitching, you know, he's going to remain in the game as a DH. So that that's brilliant, brilliant on the part of Major League Baseball. But yeah, the home run derby, I mean, we saw some other good performances. I mean, there was a great performance between Soto and Otani, you know, right there. Juan Soto had a really good showing today. A lot of these guys got tired, you know, except for Peter Alonso. That that dude did not get tired. But a lot of these guys, you know, they're great the first round, and they, they seem to just get tired, you know, after some time. Um, not sure if it's the high altitude or what it could be for sure. But, yeah, so that's, you know, a lot to cover. That was a lot, but... um. We are in the thick of All-Star Weekend. We have All-Star again tomorrow. We'll do more coverage on that. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.